You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Isn't it amazing like seasons like this where we can say all our hope is in Jesus? Nothing else, just Jesus. I'm so glad. Uh, Welcome. It's so good to see all of you. We had a great service as well and this beautiful weather that was not predicted. How good is it that God uh, created such a beautiful day for us uh, to gather uh, together? So welcome, everybody. Is there anybody here maybe that uh, has never been to an Elevation Community Church service inside the building. Anyone honk your horn? Wow, welcome everybody. That is so awesome. And speaking of, uh, do, uh, you know, honking your horns and flashing your lights, I'm going to do a very quick message so parents, you can thank me afterwards, okay? And we're going to try to engage the kids as best as we can. But I would love for you guys to participate. You can honk the horn, interrupt me. You can flash your lights. I want this to be participatory so I know that what is being said and spoken by God to your heart is, is, is gaining traction because that's really what teaching the Word of God is all about is not just hearing the Word but allowing it to go deep into your heart. Do you believe that? Let's just practice that right now. Okay, there you go. And also, this is probably one of the last times that you'll be able to control the pastor's volume, okay? So you can turn the pastor down or up or whatever you want, and you can control it. Once we get in the building, it's my ground, okay? So uh, we're so excited you guys are here. Kids, we have two of our eKids mascots, and they are going to be coming around with the three teaching points that we are going to share today. Again, it's going to be about a 10 to 12 minute message, so you have to watch for the mascots, and then you have to remember. So mom and dad, you got to help them remember the three points, because if you do, we have a really neat and special prize before you leave, but you have to remember all three points, okay? Parents, feel free, or adults, feel free to write these down, because I do believe that these three points are going to help shift your prayer life from something that is passive, and some of you would even consider your prayer life as pathetic, <laughs> to something that is purposeful and powerful. So I want you to, right now to think of one person in your life that you would basically tell anything and everything to. Who is that person that you're drawn to that no matter what you're going through, you're going to call them and connect with them? What is that one person that through this COVID season you're saying, you know, forget social distancing. I'm going to hug this person and I'm going to spend time with this person, right? Okay. Who is the person that you're going to call at 2 a.m. when all hell breaks loose and everything hits the fan? Who is that person you're going to call at 2 a.m.? Now, let me ask you, why that person? What is it about that person that allows you to do just that? What is it about the relationship you have with that person that makes it so intimate and so sacred and so open? What is it? And now, in your cars or your bikes, go ahead and share that person with another person. Who is that person in your life? Who is it? Maybe it's a spouse. 
Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a best friend. Maybe it's a mom or a dad or a grandma and grandpa. Who is it? And now ask yourself and answer the question, why is it that person? Did you know that the God of heaven and earth, the God who created the heavens and the earth and created you and all creation, designed us to have that kind of relationship with him? Hi, Jenny. He designed us to have that kind of relationship. Don't feel guilty if he wasn't the one that you brought up. That's okay. But he wants to be that one. He wants to be that person that you run to and tell everything to. And that kind of relationship is a kind of relationship where prayer begins to be defined in the way that God sees it rather than a passive ritualistic list of tasks to check off. Who wants to do that in a relationship of just checking off lists, a list uh, uh, for people uh, to, to basically just be responsible and say, I did that. How is a relationship in a marriage going to work when you treat communication like that where it's a chore and a have to rather than a desire and a want to? Prayer is a huge component to the relationship we have with God. My wife explained it this way on Mother's Day on our online experience. If you enjoyed that, honk your horn once. Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. And she described it like this. Prayer can simply be defined as communion or connection with our Father God. It is a partnership with the God of the universe. How cool is it that we get to have a relationship with the God overall? Prayer is simply a conversation and communion of being present with God in time, on time, all the time, every time. So sadly, so often Christians' prayer lives are very passive and routine and boring and stale based on a chore or a checklist of things that need to be done. Is that you? Does that describe your prayer life today? But I believe that in this pandemic season, this COVID-19 season, God is trying to awake our hearts. He wants us to shift from what was to what will be. How many of you are so glad that we're not going to go back to what was? Right? Some of you? One? Going once? Going twice? Yeah. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to what was normal because you know what was normal was a passive, apathetic church life to where we just kind of went through the motions, right? God doesn't want us to go through the motions. He wants us to be real and he wants us to be personal. He wants us to be raw and to come just as we are. So I want to give you three guide guiding points. And so kids, this is where you got to keep a lookout for the mascots. Three guiding points that will shift your prayer life from passive to purposeful and powerful. So here are the three guiding points as we go. Number one, you must shift your perspective of who God is. Shift your perspective of God. 
Shifting your perspective of God will impact how you approach him in prayer. Jesus knew that very well. And so he said, and he taught us how to pray. And how did he start this simple, sincere, and powerful prayer? He says, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let's just use common terms today. He's basically saying, heavenly daddy, heavenly Abba, Father, holy is your name. If you don't have the perspective of God as your heavenly, faithful, loving father, you will not approach him in a humble way. You will not approach him in a form of trust and submission to God. And so with that perspective that Jesus had, he says, our father, you are holy. And because you are holy and you are our loving father, now I can surrender to you May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When's the last time you have approached God as your loving heavenly father over all and allowed him for his kingdom to come and his will to be done? Think about the person that you answered a while back that you would call in the moment of catastrophe. You would call in the moment of trouble and trial. Most likely, you have perceived that person as one who is loyal, faithful, committed, invested to you, one who is safe and trustworthy. So let me ask you this. What is your perception of God? Is he your heavenly father? Is he over all? Is he in control? Is he all good? Because when we shift our perspective of God to that he is Lord of all, he is over all, he is in all, he's created all, and he is all just and all good. And he is our daddy who is faithful to complete the plans and promises he has in our lives. If that is your perspective and you begin to shift your perspective to that of God, You will run to him in times of trouble. You will run to him in times of triumph and victory rather than running away from him where we see so many Christians, when push comes to shove, they run away from God rather than run to him. You know why? Because the perspective of God is not the loving, faithful father over all. It's some sort of distant God of the universe with a ruler ready to come slamming down on them when they do something wrong. Nowhere in the Bible do you see that of God. Yes, there's consequence of sin and there is judgment for sin, but our Father is an all-present and loving Father. So shifting our perspective, point number one, shifting our perspective of God will impact how we approach God. Number two, shift your problems. Kids, shift your problems towards God. All of you have problems in your life. How do I know that? Because we're all human and we all live in this fallen dark world that is separated from the presence of God. 
And we all have problems. Jesus even said, you will have many problems, but take courage because I've overcome them all. So who do you give your problems to? Someone who hasn't overcome them or someone who's overcome them all? You see, shifting the weight of your problems and your burdens upon God brings peace and contentment. Honk your horn twice if you want and long for peace and contentment in your lives. Yeah, me too. And when we focus on our problems alone and we try to fix them alone, we have nothing but chaos and stress and it leaves us uh, it leaves us frazzled, frayed, frail, I'm using F words here, and forfeiting the peace that the Father longs to give. We find ourselves frazzled. Have you been there? Frayed and frail and forfeiting the peace that God designed you to have. Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for what? Nothing. But in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God with thanksgiving. And the peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What does that verse tell us? It tells us this. If we try to control the things that are only God's to control, we will have anxiety. We will have stress and many problems. But if we surrender it to God, shift our perspective of God, and run to him with our problems and leave it in God's hands, you will have peace and contentment every time. First Peter 5 says, cast your cares upon him, for he loves you and cares for you. So often we lay our problems down, and then five minutes later we're back picking it back up. But God is a God of second and third and a hundredth and twentieth chances. His mercies are new every morning. When you pick it back up, just lay it back down and declare that God is faithful and he is in control and this isn't mine to control and so I'm going to trust God for his peace and his contentment. This will set so many of you free from worry, anxiety, discouragement, and even depression. Shifting the weight of our problems to Jesus who says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Shifting our problems to Jesus brings peace and contentment that this world could never offer. And so point number three after we shift our perspective, after we shift our problems onto God, we shift our praise towards God. How many of you know that what you dwell on most will impact how you think about yourself, God, and the rest of the world? What you dwell on most, what you think about most, you will not only become, but you will perceive through that lens everything else. So what is your thought life like? Is it on praise or is it on everything else that is negative? Are you pessimistic, glass half empty? Because you will begin to think and act and become like that. So shifting our praise towards God, get this, 
will shift the heaviness out of the atmosphere of your life. You got heaviness, you got problems, what you dwell on will determine where that heaviness goes. I'm gonna say that again. You got problems, you got weight, you got discouragement. What you dwell on and what you think about and what you speak will determine where that heaviness resides. If you focus on praise and thanksgivingness, thanksgiving, excuse me, that heaviness will not be able to stay. The Bible says the garment of praise lifts off the spirit of heaviness. Well, what is praise? Praise is defined as this. It means to boast or brag on the name of God. It means to make a show, football games, baseball, hockey games, make a show even to the point of looking ridiculous. Praise also means to worship with extended hands, to denote blessing, to make music, to sing and sing loud with confidence. Psalm says this, because of your love is greater than life, I will praise you for as long as I live. Psalms 100 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Isaiah 61 says, and I just read this, or quoted this, but it says, put on the garment of praise. What are you wearing today? Is it filled with praise and thanksgiving? Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is excellent and praiseworthy, think on these things. And let me just say this before I wrap up this point. What we say with our mouths has such power and influences the way we view ourselves, the way we view God, and the way we view others. What we say with our mouths can move mountains, as Jesus said. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So let me ask you, where is your heart saturated? What is your heart saturated with? Because if it's saturated with, with prayer, you are going to guard your heart and your praise, your praise is going to be your most powerful weapon. How many understand that your praise is the most powerful weapon in your life? And so here's the three points for all the kids. So if you lost one or forgot one, here it is. Number one, we're going to shift our perspective of God, which will impact the way that we approach God. Number two is we're going to shift our problems and our burdens upon God, which will result in peace and contentment. And finally, we're going to shift our response to praise and thanksgiving which will lift and shift the heaviness out of the atmosphere of our lives. And so I want, in application, I want to lead you all in your cars and on Facebook Live, I want to lead you into a three-step prayer that is reflected very much in the Lord's Prayer that Jesus taught us. And this is something you can take with you every moment of every day. And it goes like this, so would you bow your heads? And I'm going to ask you in the privacy of your own vehicle to verbally and speak it out loud because there is power in your words. And so the first thing is approach God. Approach God for who he is. 
and declare out loud, who is God to you? Is he your father? Is he holy? Is he perfect? Is he faithful? Is he trustworthy? Is he closer than any brother and any friend? Approach him as who he is. He is perfect in all of his ways, and he is a good, good daddy who cares for us. He is ever with us. And now, secondly, I want you to take whatever has been burdening you in this season, whatever worries or concerns that might be valid but need to be laid down, aren't yours to control. They're God's to control. Whatever is causing you worry, strife, stress, or discouragement, I want you to lay that down into God's hand and say, God, you are in control, and I now release this burden, I release this worry to you in Jesus' name. I come to you, and I give you my problems because I trust you. And lastly, I want you to thank him for all that he has done and thank him for all that he is to you. Begin to focus on thanksgiving and thankfulness in a heart of gratitude for who God is. God, we love you. You are our daddy and we run to you in every moment. We invite you into our lives and we ask you to take control of every area of our lives. We give you praise for you alone are God. You alone have saved us and died on the cross, raised from the dead, and will you alone will come back in all glory and all power to make all things right again. And so we look to you, God, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our weekly podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.